Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. And tell him that his lonesome nights are over. Sandman, I'm so alone. Don't have nobody to call my own. Please turn on your magic beam. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Good evening and welcome to Nox Mente. Tonight's guest is Jacob Martinez. Jacob's an intuitive, modern shaman and creative artist based out of Denver, Colorado. He quote, crossed over, unquote, the Nano Bridge and since returning has, has devoted his passion to bringing more light into the world by sharing the healing art of love. Creativity birthed new life into a body that was dying for expression. It is this form of sharing that he shares in esoteric writings, music, and other media. Jacob, welcome to Knox Mente. Thank you so much. It's nice Hello, to meet you. Jacob. Hey, Nish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to do a little, uh, this is unusual, it's just a little shout out before we actually get into the show. My lifelong friend, who is also on Steam It, by the way, Color Me Calamity, her mother just passed the last two days ago, and um, I've known her my whole life, and I just wanted to send out love to Amy and... Um, and just say hello because she's an avid listener. And so I'm sure she's not listening tonight. She usually listens afterwards, but sending out the love and saying hail Barbara, her mother. So Jacob, it's a great pleasure to have you on. We're both moderators and a discord chat. We've got the steam it thing going on. I'm uh, lighting a little white sage here too for our little hail Barbara. Just, uh, Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. something for Color Me Calamity and her family right now. Doing a little yep. Thank you. Beth, her sister, Beth, and her. She Barbara was a wild woman. Her mother and my mother, just wild women. <laughs> so They were both mothers. Yeah. <laughs> With wild children. Mm. So, okay, this is awesome. I think you're our first Steam It actual like person I know from, from Steam It to come on Nox Mente. We had um, Art Della Vida, but she was unable to make it. And so he, you get that honor. This is great. Lucky me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I talked on my side, though. It's a Chiron thing with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a 1977 vintage, believe it or not. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, 77. That's a good, that's magical. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, I, just, I just watched a video yesterday about the Chiron key, Chiron, and it's, it's an association with cryptocurrency on an esoteric level <laughs> from uh, Michael Joseph put out that that's new series. So it's funny to hear that come out today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Funny how that works, right? Yeah, well, the synchros par, par are everywhere. Power for the course. <laughs> yes. Jerry does like, I think it, what is it, Jerry? Like once a month or something, you have a synchro <clears throat> show on the hives. It's, it's every seven hives. So every, every seven you know, hives. Every two months or so. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, okay, so let's let's get into the the show. Tell us, give us an idea of earliest memories that affected you 
um, like symbolically. So, and you can throw in dreams here too, but like a TV show or things in nature, things in the world and pop culture that may have, that stick out for you. Um, I might go back a little further than you're expecting. It's kind of funny that you're even asking me this, but not, I guess, because the past three days, I've been going through that tunnel again with myself and I jumped in knowing things. I like the first things that I remember, I would have to guess I was probably like a toddler, I'm guessing like two or three years old. And it was a knowing that this was not my family. And um, I remember that. And I also remember being taken to churches and places where nobody ever explained to me what was going on. And people were speaking other languages and just leaving me in rooms with people that I didn't know. That's what I remember. And it was like churches where I didn't speak Spanish and stuff. And I was a little kid. Um, uh -huh. Those were the first things I remember. And then coming out of that, it, it was a lot of trauma for me. I remember being in a classroom where they kept taking my crayon out of one hand and putting it in the other one on me, which is kind of weird considering this would have been in like the 80s and I didn't think they did shit like that. Um, and I remember being told later some things about what was happening to me when I just remember being taken in and out of hospitals where they had me taped up with electrodes oh and I just remember coming out of them and being fed things like Snickers bars and sugar and being tested uh, with puzzles and not getting really good explanations from my family and feeling like my mind was being blanked a lot when mm -hmm. I remembered very clearly from the beginning, this is not my world. Mm -hmm. Did you... So I usually don't jump too far ahead from the beginning, but did you ever get any resolution there? Were you able to have conversations with people that could give you further insight as to what was going on? Like the ones that tried to kill me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, or around that, you know, so. Uh, I've gotten more answers from the ones I've always heard that have always been with me in more subtle layers and through people that have started to show up in my life since I technically crossed over that inner bridge. Mm -hmm. I said it. Um, but they're the answers that a source provides to me that does not usually come through people that hold on to their belief systems. Right. And, you know, foist them onto others out of fear of shit that I don't really give a fuck about because... I was just talking to my audience. I do, you know, things on Steam and as you mentioned, and I do a live stream where I'll engage with people. And um, I kind of got on this yesterday and also Monday when I was reading my ephemeride report. And so I, um, my guides took me into it. It was just, you know, about the greatest thing that happened from actually dying and being fucking dead. Mm -hmm. is come back, you just don't give a shit about that stuff anymore. And I realized that I actually solved a lot of my own dilemmas just by being willing to be stubborn <laughs> enough to stick to my body 
because I wasn't satisfied with the answers that I've been given here. And I think that is part of maybe what helped me feel like there was something cohesive enough and even worth enough sticking in this for. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of a weird way to answer what you're asking me, but I think that's maybe the best way I can say where my answers have come from is not giving a fuck about the things that used to make me think I might be afraid. Yeah, I, well, I love that. I feel you. So there, right at the beginning you were talking, I missed a section. Did you say what, how old you were when you had that experience? I'm not really sure. And anytime I've tried to talk to the ones in my family who I really technically am, I've always felt like an orphan. I just really yeah. have very little contact with the cesarean blood contract relatives. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. The nullified contracts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't accept your end user license agreements. So I'm just going to say it. I know we're on YouTube and I'm very grateful to be here. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not sucking my divine currency and I've already hexed you out of my mind early this morning, subordinated. So the thing that I was going to say about that is that those people have never had answers for me. They remember very distinctly things that they will tell me that I am or that I've been or that I've done or that I've said. But when I asked them about these conversations that I was having as a child who started speaking at nine months old, Mm -hmm. um, they had very little information for me. And so it's just kind of been, as Jerry said, when we hopped on talking about Mercury retrograde and things starting late, par for the course. Yeah. Jacob. Yeah. It's um for the record, I just want to say I didn't say the R word. Okay. I said Gatorade, remember? Never mind. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I was like Jerry, I was trying to piece that together. I'm like, wait, wait, did I miss something else? I've been calling it the Mercury Don't Rick Yo Yeah. Well, I, I was born under Mercury retrograde, so I I just thrive during it with the Gemini rising also. Um, so, okay. So with that stuff from early on also, where, were there shows on TV, all that programming stuff, were any of those that pop out? Well, besides one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, two, one. <laughs> 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 know that one. Yeah. Cool. Um, so there was stuff like that. And do you remember three, two, one contact? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one? I just remember the PBS special that traumatized the fuck out of me when I was a child when they were talking about discovering AIDS and how it was going to kill everybody that was gay. And oh my God, I forgot about that. That was like one of the most traumatizing experiences of my life. As a that was fear porn all the way. Yeah. On yeah. PBS. And, and that was like, was that was like 80s, wasn't it? It was early 80s. I was probably like five. <laughs> I totally remember it too. Man, I was scared to death. I Oh yeah, that was high fear porn. It was real fear porn. And then I remember my mom saying weird shit to me that like later she actually got into a biracial marriage. But I remember, and I'm Puerto Rican, and so my family's just like, you know, Italian, Spanish, 
maybe German, French, I don't know, Dutch, all came down to Puerto Rico kind of thing, mishmash, but. Like a lot of us, a big big mix of everything. Like a lot of us, and my family was in New York. My parents met in New York. I was born in Brooklyn, grew up in Texas, but I remember hearing some fucked up things from my mom, like black and white blood don't mix and shit like that. Oh, wow. These are like kind of things that I remember hearing, and I think just my son, I'm a third house son in Aquarius, born in the year 1977. I came out of what was a four-day storm that shut down New York as a national emergency in a 10-day late nearly labor that lasted approximately 22 hours under a full moon opposite my son. Jesus. And... (laughs) You know, so part of the course with me is a little fucking weird and wiggy, but that might give you an idea of what it's been like and what it's been like trying to talk to family members. It's been a fuck. Yeah. And it's those kinds of experiences that I remember the most was just like jumping into a traumatic situation, being thrown into trauma. And then the other thing that I remember the best is when they took me, well, I remember a spelling thing that I did when I was like five years old that surprised everybody because I was beating the third graders at my school. And this is when they started testing my brain and mm-hmm. telling me that they didn't remember putting me in those tunnels and feeding me all that chocolate and shit when I woke up not knowing where I was um, or who that woman was that showed up in the room while they had me doing tangram puzzles and nobody knew where the woman was and they were questioning me and the woman was like, shh, shh, shh. Mm-hmm. I was knowing that I was psychic or something then, but those other things I remember. And then I remember my parents taking me to <laughs> a new neighborhood and putting me on the swim team, which I didn't know what that was. And literally just being told go. And they literally just like threw me in the water. I felt like I was being baptized in some weird ritual cult. Now mm-hmm. I'm back. And so, um, yeah, weird things. Well, you, you came in with, and you were having, you were perceiving it too, which is also great. It wasn't, um, it's like the memory wipe didn't work with you. Mm-mm. And they kept I, doing it over and over and over again. And I kept just getting more and more pissed off. And, you know, what are you going to do to somebody that's like sun and moon is opposing itself that you can't necessarily kill? <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that you come into Nox Mente with a bang with the woo-woo right away. <laughs> We usually work up to the woo-woo. I don't this even is... know what woo-woo is anymore. I hear people talk about woo-woo, and usually I'm like... It's the far-out stuff, It's the st- and we live in it. So Most people's idea of that, like, I've been on some shows where people are like, oh, is that a woo-woo? I'm like, wow. I know, I know. That's my story, you would just collapse. And, 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 and thankfully for us, you're here, because we, we love the woo. Um, oh God, my dog's got the right. she's he's being a brat. Um okay, so we've got that early stuff. We just figured out that Brooklyn was where you had your early so you're from Brooklyn. And um and then so you got the weird religious stuff. Did you at what point did you switch it's really up? Weird. It's real weird. Well, lot, you know, we're hearing this from a lot of people, Jacob, though. He was into the religious stuff. My father is like a staunch atheist. He's a geophysicist. The guy studies rocks. He's a scientist. So your mother was the Puerto Rican, right? 
that well, he's so she's, Puerto Rican too. So, she, but she was. So, I think Catholic. A lot of times, when I think Puerto yeah. Ricans. She, she left Catholic to like try everything else because she was like on a holy mission in her mind. And what ended up happening was, according to her, I've always been demonic because I had questions and I wasn't whatever. I don't know, you know? Yeah, I, I get you. Um, so did you, did you ever have, so from, from having the early like Catholic stuff that was crazy or the religious stuff that's crazy, what, how did you come out of that? to where you are now with your worldview of spirituality and all this? I got dragged through all that. I tried to understand all of it. I actually studied world major religions. Technically, I'm an ordained minister, although I'm non-denominational and consider myself more of an astro-theologian than anything else. And somebody that's not scared enough to not do shit that other people are too chicken shit to do or know how to, mm -hmm. such as I've actually done things like exorcisms in people's houses and like, my hands on them and like erase things with my energy so nice it's this is what i i do but um i think it's good to know those things but and i've tried them all i've been to like i studied major world religions all of them and so um for me it's been more about understanding the holography and the symbology of mm -hmm. the things that are actually intersected and mm -hmm. looking for those graceful shortest distance between two points and i happen to be one of those as an energetic proxy in my body you know it's just been proven in me and so i think that that's actually been the only thing that's been cohesive in this it's been the magical adhesive if you will that's kept me through this where i could actually digest some of these things and be able to see the terror in all of them but also where the quote-unquote divinity is where the fullness of the essence of the seeds were that got scattered in all these witch ways with the proverbial tower of babel that you know shattered the glass every which way nice timing on that oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know for me it's been more like not even getting out of it it's just been witnessing what's actually real that i've always known and i knew very early in there was some fucking shit that was wrong with it because I was being brought up in a Baptist church, actually, and I remember being in there. Oh, oh, that changes it. Four or five years old in Houston, okay, and asking questions, and they were talking to me about things that I found out were plural, like Elohim, and saying oh. things about God and calling it like they and pluralizing things and asking questions about who they were and people kind of being like well not now you know about it even though these are simple things to answer if you've actually given a fuck enough to study before you just go ramming mm -hmm. people's throats out of fear and especially if you're talking to a five-year-old and i remember also asking questions like when they were talking about angels and being like is that like aliens and just like naturally arriving at these conclusions and being treated like a heretic and being told I was demonic or that was inconvenient. And so, Ripley's believe it or not, I'll be 42 on my next birthday. It's February. I'm 41 years old now. It took me a very long time to even feel comfortable starting to look at things like cards. Yeah, like tarot. 
you know, even though I always had it and I always kind of had a natural understanding and could guess things and yeah. like prophesize things, I couldn't go near it. But if I went near a book, it was like I would just pick up the information somehow. And so um, it's been very recent more, you know, since I've gone through these health things that I've had the time inventory and the intellect, the intellectual, emotional inventory after having like PTSD from my upbringing, what happened to me to even go near that stuff. But and now, and, and now you do card, you're like known for doing reading cards as a card reader. You're really talented at it. And so, I mean, I love that. I love, I, this feels triumphant to me. That's what I'm trying to get at. And that things you wouldn't touch like the cards here, you are proficient, you're adept at them. So that's, you know, this is the juice. This is what we, you squeeze the, the fruit and that's what you get. And, and so that's, that's really the thing. It's like, I feel like it was always there, even though it's not like I really got out of it. It's like, I never was in it. I feel like I've always just kind of been a witness and I was able to be in mm. it, but not be of it. It was like, I learned it, but I didn't really believe anything. I yes. just assimilated, if you will. Yes. I very much relate to that. Okay. So let's, okay. So we've got all that and um you've given us your astro stuff this is all kind of the beginning stuff so um do you have any significant dreams from before we get into your modern life do you have any significant dreams from your early life and anything that maybe reoccurred or or dreaming true or prophetic stuff that you can still recall that that's still vivid seeing my life unfold as it has been now seeing the man that I've become do things that I actually do on a daily basis, things that I start to re-remember in the shower that I saw when I was a child that I felt had been erased, a color that I exploded into when I landed here in this planet. Mm. And then the colors used to shimmer. There were different animals. And I saw how they actually ripped the color from the planet off of the multidimensional construct of the flower of life and the holography and i remember landing in this body and how it got stripped from me and how the numbers actually broke apart into three different kinds of threes that are actually my birthday that i lost the animation of until sometime a couple of years ago when uh, energetically i had a 5d experience with someone who i feel is a very exact mirror of my soul mm-hmm I want to I want to talk about when you landed in your flesh. This is um this hits home. This definitely hits home for me. Uh, um wh- what do you have around that? So when you land into the vessel you're in as a ch- as a baby, so you're manipulating that. Can you just give us more about that? Uh, I don't really remember it in that manner. I remember more where I was before. Can you tell me about that? I was in a womb. And I was fully formed. And I opened my eyes and I saw somebody before me. She actually looks a lot like me. And I saw her open her eyes and she reached for me. And it's one of the last things that I remember was an experience there. And then I remember being somewhere knowing that the one that I was reaching for, that was pulling for me, was not mine. Oh, wow. That's profound. That's intense. Like, um, people that listen to this show know that I'm, 
I have the early memory too, but it was, I don't remember before the womb or, or womb experience. It was right after. And, um, one of our other guests has said the same thing, Lada Leone and, uh, and she, but she has the pre experience. Like she has a sense of where she came from and all that. I don't have that for some reason. So this is fascinating to me. And you hasn't opened up niche. It just hasn't opened up. It's there if you want it. I'm hearing that that actually has something to do with a part of what's healing in your current mind right now. So that when it comes to you, it's not too traumatizing. I think that's how mine's been getting unpeeled too, because it's been very difficult for me to see my family, my birth family like this. Like I'm explaining to you. It sounds yeah. like a heartless for them. But when I look back at the way they've treated me, it's been very heartless, the way that they have actually diminished me my whole life from the very beginning. And so yeah. I look at it now and it's like, I've gotten very analytical about it. And it's been very helpful that the moon's been in Aquarius because this is a very uh, emotional thing to talk about, especially yes. with where I have so much emotional water in my own natal placement and what's going on in the cosmic astrology right now this week. And with yes. Extremely intense uh, cocktail of energy, and so I'm I'm resonating with you on this, and I just heard that very clearly. So I feel like you're going to get that if you want it, but I feel like they had to take their time giving me some of that too because I would have come unglued. When you re- when these memories came to you, I like that you mentioned the shower a lot because that's for me also the running water over me. Um, is how did that happen when these memories are you reclaiming them? It's different a lot of times. I purposely put myself in the position to call these experiences in asking for grace now that I've been through this in different ways that didn't feel fucking graceful or good. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I guess you could say I sort of ask that they be given to me now. And one thing that I've learned is that the more that I keep my energy hygiene really up to spec, which I'm kind of functional OCD, but after being poisoned to death by the hospital, uh, the OCD is probably a good thing. So I'm kind of like a functional OCD guy, but it helps too, because um, especially if I'm working with collective energies or people come to me a lot with things where it's just good that I know how to be like in my own intimate space to feel where they are touching me energetically because I feel it everywhere and not be pulled to be a certain way about it other than a witness that's safe. And so I've gotten into a real good practice that I call energetic hygiene. And it's part of what I call my art of love. It's kind of how I've been healing myself. And one of the things that's been very helpful, especially if I'm looking for precise information or information that served to me in a way that I can digest it or make it accessible to another person who asked for it, is that I'm clear enough in my own energy that I'm not in pain and being sloppy. And so basically I kind of keep myself pristine. And I know that might sound a little weird, but energetically I have to be very clear. And like, if I'm not feeling well about something and I'm an emotional, I don't sit here and fuck around with cards and like doing all this stuff. I go pop myself in a sauna and I sweat it out and I take like a salt. Yes. And I ask for healing. And then sometimes it will come to me in that space. You yes. know, and, and then I'll come back to things. But I feel like it's a really good thing to be very yin with that and kind of give myself the parent that nobody bothered to be. Yes, absolutely. Oh, man. 
I'm so vibing with it. It's okay. Funny. When I started doing my invocations, like my guides kept telling me the, the reason why I was safe to do the readings that I do with people is because they told me you're the father over these people. It's like, you're the father of these tribes. And so I kind of have the spirit board that I work over. And when I look at it, it's like, I'm talking to my kids. Yeah. How I started grooming myself. And I think that's a really good way to do energy hygiene is like be your own perfect parent. Yeah, right. I always think about bringing it home is where we start there and home is self. Um, okay. So let's, let's get into some general dream language here. Um, describe, and this is, this is just, this is general. So describe the general dreamscape for you and what i'm getting at is how do you perceive it mostly is it mostly color do you get a lot of audio do you get tactile sense what does it look like in general now yes or contemporarily i don't really dream like that anymore um, how do you dream then it's so weird it's like i just see things i'm lucky if i can sleep by the time I'm sleeping, if I'm dreaming, I'm in my own brain, surfing my own neural pathways. I've been healing myself by working on my own neuroplasticity. The stuff you hear around me is me synchronizing my brain hemispheres. Everything yeah. that I do, I'm producing a massive amount of energy right now because of the form of Qigong that does me. Mm -hmm. and so it's like by the time I go to bed, um, if I'm like going to sleep, I'm like so far into like my neural networks that I'm seeing violet flames of tunnels that I'm going in when I'm deleting static that never existed on the cosmic grid, the way I experience it. And when I see dreams, it's the shit that I just hear and see. They talk to me very fluently. I don't need cards anymore. If I'm up to doing a reading, I I'll know anything I want to know if somebody opens the door. Yeah. So, okay. It's just like, you know, I can see stuff sometimes with cards. It'll look like things animate. And that's my dream. My dream is here. I feel like this is actually the dream yes. that I'm in living in. When I'm finally sleeping, I'm editing the space. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I do. I? This. Yes, Jerry, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jerry? Hemisync. <laughs> Go back to Hemisync. <laughs> Are you, oh, Hemisync, yeah, Center are, Point are you, Research. Yeah, you know. right. Are you using a specific um, protocol, methodology, modality, or is it something you came up with yourself? Um, I was doing my own stuff for a while, just kind of invoking it into my life, and then little nuggets would fall into my lap here and there. Um, if you are you asking like people, I can maybe like say, hey, this person's work. No, just I was just curious if you found something that worked well. Specific yeah, like with the musical hertz and all that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I constantly am training with sound. The universe, in my opinion, clearly breaks down to sound resonances. And some of the best ways that I've found to even just help myself through extreme pain that some people will never fucking fathom that I eat for breakfast, you know, if I even eat that day, because I have a fasting lifestyle. Mm. And how I've learned to sate myself is with energetic sound frequencies. And so I recommend testing it. And I would be very careful what I picked up in spaces. I'm just being honest, like YouTube, because of the algorithm and what they actually insert into the waves to extract what's in your mind on the space so they know how to solicit you. Not a real good place to 
find something. I would like to talk about that. Not right now, but um, yeah, that's interesting. It's something I've explored myself. I mm -hmm. just want to say I don't think it's YouTube doing it per se. It's it's built into the compression algorithm, so it's at a higher level. The algorithm, yeah. yeah. But at one way or the other, it's it's problematic as a thing. So I'm I'm being less finger pointy here. I don't want to point fingers. No, at no, no. It's it's more it, about talking about energies that are trapped a, in machines that do these things. Yeah, any streaming <laughs> venue will have the same issue. I don't know about any, but yeah, I hear you, dude. Totally. I, my recommendation, though, is to find one that you like, that feels good, like it's working for you, mm -hmm. because it might change. You know, sometimes I stack different ones. I haven't like, played around with any kind of uh, hemi-sync stuff, so I've only... We can talk about it later. I, I've just explored some of the other binaural beats, isochronic stuff, so... I got um, back, I think it was like a decade ago, when the hemi-sync... There was, I can't remember who it was, put out some seat. He had to buy the CDs uh, um, and was laying with those every night. I was very much enjoying that process. Yeah. Um, just on that note. If it's a good, reputable company, you know, if you like, like what they're doing, because there are some people that put some shady stuff too, where if you know about sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've got a lot of control here. This was like, the I think, the original that was out about a decade ago that was uh, maybe is longer i can't I even remember like the old center point hollow sync stuff for years um you know i really I, I i will pinch somebody if you if you want me to put one out there whose stuff i think is great he's actually a clinical hypnotherapist um steve g jones he's got a bunch of great stuff he's uh he's got he's got excellent things where you know they're even just like podcast series where you can learn things about how your energy works and breathing techniques and stuff and Cool. I bet Jerry's looking it up right now, I'm sure. Yeah, he's got some good stuff. It's I, already I, in I, chat. The link's already in <laughs> chat. <laughs> Jerry gets right on it. Okay, so let's move. Okay, so before you got to this point where you're just... Um, okay, so let's back up. Bef and as I just said, before you got to the point where you are now with how you're processing the world around you and what we, what we call reality which is a wide open thing. Yeah. Um, and when you're having dreams that were more in the common vernacular, where you'd go to bed and you have REM sleep and all this, um, what did that landscape look like? I was projecting, I think. I, I was having a lot of astral projections and OOBEs. Mm -hmm. And that's actually why they were taking me to the hospitals because they thought that I was like epileptic. When oh. I happening is i was having acts of samadhi happen in my body oh yes as a child and so my dreams have just been like color explosions bursting out of my third eye and rescuing animals and flying and shit that's what i was doing when i was little until i started having like psychic vampires and things attacking i was having like weird dark entities coming and chasing me and it would feel more like things coming out of walls and i could smell them and feel their energies like sitting on my bed and stuff Holy weird. shit! That's just, I want to talk about that. So bring us bring us into the knowing of that, that of these of these entities. Eight or nine years old, I'm guessing. And okay, so you said something very key there for me is the smelling. I don't get a lot of that from people, and I I experienced it, and it's very a very real thing for me in in the waking dream and in whatever else we want to call everything else. 
So what was the sense, the sense sensation around these low, lower astral entities? It was like they were just everywhere. It was like suddenly I could just be aware that there was something constantly behind me, chasing me and trying to grab at me. And I'd had probably my first falling dream. Like I used to have the flying dreams and then it was like a falling, like all the yes. sudden fall. And then I had this weird thing happen where we were looking at model homes because my parents were looking for a house to buy. And they gave me this pink panther in a model home. It was like this little, probably about this big, uh, maybe like five or six inches tall. It was a wire on the inside. Oh, in rubber? Yeah, that you can yes. thing. Yeah. And I had it up on my dresser in my room. And I remember just like looking at it because I had him kind of like sitting there on the edge of the dresser where his legs were like bent over. I just had him sitting. So he was like looking at me. And I saw him get up and like do a cartwheel and start like doing a little dance and shit and like wave at me. Oh. And I was freaking out. I'm like looking at him doing this and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And I remember like telling my parents later and my dad was like, huh? And my mom was like, that didn't happen. You know, and that's just how everything was always handled. And so it was around that time that I started having these like lower energies, like feeling mm. around me fucking with me and I couldn't sleep. And I would smell them and I would see one standing in the hallway, like just in a big suit. It was like this man in a dark suit. He just looked like a shadow. He had a hat on. He was smoking a cigar. And he would just be standing there. Sometimes he would just do like this. So wait, he had a hat on? Yeah. Did you? Oh, man. Um. And I was probably like nine, I'm guessing, eight, nine years old. Oh, man. Um, did, did you ever see that particular character in the wood? Or I guess it's, a, it's modern. People think the woods. When I say the wood, I mean the wood, like, like the woods. In the wood, right? No, like in the, I guess, woods. In the woods oh. or in, in nature at all, on a trail, pathway. Okay, so he was just looking at you. He was stalking me. Mm. It's it's interesting because I've I've experienced that figure, but in a different context. It was scary for sure. Did did you um? And so you said you 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 were getting scent from these darker characters, like a smell. What what was that? Can you describe that? It depends on which one. A lot of them were very like sulfuric, like kind of like like a weird sulfuric kind of burning smell. So like, like real brimstone-ish. Yeah. <laughs> like classical. Yeah, real classic. And then there was another smell too. Like sometimes it was just like dark entities that would have like real nasty, pungent, like, I'm just going to tell you, I'm not into men at all. <laughs> I don't like the smell of man funk at all. And there's like this kind of pungent sort of like earthy, nasty smell that I've smelled sometimes on some guys that grosses me the fuck out being honest and it was something along those lines where it's like a real like a putrid sort of but something else that i i don't really know how to describe it that wasn't like earth it's more like um 
just something that just turned me completely off. It smells like artificial and like burned in some mm. kind of way. And it just used to freak me out. And sometimes that was the tell because before I would see it, like it was almost like a, like a cloud or something coming like this. I would get the smell and then it was like that pins and needles were like something like froze yeah. you jumped into yeah. your body. And that shit was happening to me ever since I was tiny. That, and at what point did that actually, did they stop? How did you resolve it? I don't think they stopped until I cut my family off. Oh, so this all tied into that excellent yeah. uh, observation. Yeah. That's um, very interesting. Did, okay, so in these experiences and in this kind of general period when you're getting, when you're experiencing these things, when you would go... So were these in, these were in like OBE experience or lucid, high lucid experience where you're no. actually experiencing. This is actually me as a little kid in my bed in my home wide awake. Wow. Um, so do you have, with sleep paralysis, so I want to talk about sleep paralysis and tie it as it ties into all this stuff, you in, in bed and um, how did you, did you experience sleep paralysis or did you experience those signs where you're, you're, your your etheric body goes bigger and smaller and spinning and all that stuff i just remember them grabbing me and seizing me up and being aware of the fact they were in with me fucking with me i've been lifted up and been aware of it while they were moving me and just like being moved i had it happen to me in the bathroom once at my house that i grew up with or grew up in that is still in my family like weird things were happening, like back in the back of the house where my room was, there were three rooms back there and there was some light that just started freaking out. It was right above where I would see that guy standing there in the corner, just like staring at me every night. And then that light started bugging out at the same time. And I've, I've got crazy like electromagnetic sensitivity. I like throw chi balls out of my hands and stuff and out of my eyeballs at will if I want to. It's a part of how I've trained my energy for healing work. Right, but and it's very Qigong. It was when I, yeah, when I was little, I was having a lot of these energy experiences, like kind of like thrown at me. I feel like in that part of the house, and that's where these entities, if you will, I feel like were coming through. And I remember them actually, like you say, sleep paralysis. And I had to think about what you're saying for a minute because for me, that's not really even how I would experience it. Like when I use my own words to describe it now, it would be like. Um, unwilling energetic surrogacy that they were unwillingly taking me as a surrogate and I would be aware of some of them like coming inside of me or like moving and then sometimes I would pass out and not remember like lose time but for me that's more how I would describe it than like you know how people would say sleep paralysis because I feel like now I'm an energy worker that I've just been an energetic proxy that was being basically subjugated to something that I don't fucking agree to. As soon as I stopped agreeing to participating in these families that might have conjured me in at some like bloodline a long time ago, I started mm-hmm. their ass like like a you know cosmic exorcism kind of shit. Uh it stopped happening. But I have had others like try to usurp since then. There's some douchebag on YouTube that was like trying to steal my whole thing. He found out who I was dating, was like trying to steal my energy board you see like my life path that i use when i do my readings i've got yeah yeah 
the way I dress because he was jealous about me and stuff. I've always had people kind of grab at me like that. Yeah. I was even able to send some chi back on him that pretty, pretty much fucked him up as far as I'm concerned um, by his own hand and how it came back on him. But it's been interesting because if you don't understand that stuff and you're being taken as like this sleep paralysis person and you're not learning how to cut the stuff off, that's all they're doing is sucking the divine current out of you. And this has been going on a very long time. This is why I've been very careful about who I spent a lot of time with and where yes. some of my messages, because for a long time, even when I started talking about this, I couldn't even get my videos on YouTube anymore. It was like that algorithm that Jerry was talking about was just like, no, Jacob, you can't even put a 10 minute video up in less than like eight or nine hours because we're just not going to let you upload it even though your technology is excellent, you know, and you have great up speeds with Xfinity and, you know, you're on an ethernet cable. And so it's like, it's really interesting what will happen energetically when you stop participating mm -hmm. and you know, and certain things will meet you with a level of resistance in your life that show you where the false world gates are. Traveling mm -hmm. in and out of and you start learning about energy conservation and how to do things like reverse time by jumping into your own neural pathways in the way that I described at the beginning when you asked me about what it looks like when I dream now. Mm -hmm. I, I want I definitely want to get into to that the jumping time and the, this construct too. I think it's a good point to just move into like um, okay. What do you think? What do you think of the phenomena around deja vu? What is that in from where you stand? Potentialities. So having remembered something like so, it's a it is you're saying it's a possible a potential or other timeline or. I mean, I think it's hard to describe that for another person, but the way I see it, it's all layered and nuanced. And what we consider deja vu sometimes didn't really happen in a physical material realm anyway. Mm -hmm. It's a the construct that was a potentiality that you could actually jump into right now if you want. Yes, I, I've always felt like you could get, you could push into it somehow. I haven't been successful, but I keep trying every time. They're so, I find them so magical. I feel like it's a portal. Um, well, it is, and so is now, though. And if you realize it's now, right now, mm -hmm. you already rewrote it. I now, just wrote a poem about this. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> very synchronic, indeed. Um, okay, so so I just wanted to get like the idea of of that. So I want uh, guide us through what you think the now is. Well, um, I don't know, you know, I kind of was talking about this a little bit yesterday too, um, when I was doing the Tarot Tuesday reading on my DLive stream, I do it on Tuesdays now, um, sitting here shuffling cards, I had my Thoth deck in my hands, and they're real chatty, especially if I'm working with live people. Yeah. Like the collective. Tell me about it. Jerry yeah. works with them too. <laughs> They're so wonderful too. And it's interesting because if we're really like in a good alignment with ourselves, like one card, if you read it, like in a real special way, 
can be so succinct that everybody there can find it applicable, which is no different than if we all stood outside at the same time and it was raining, we might all agree it's fucking wet, right? Mm-hmm. It's great. I might have a raincoat on, you might have an umbrella, some people might be getting soaked. It depends on where you're standing at it, right? What's happening? Well, for me, um, this kind of came up because I was shuffling and a card like flew out and I caught it and then it jumped out of my hand and I caught it again. And I was like, all right, gotcha. And I looked at it and it's the thoughtful. And so I was like, you know, this is what brings me to now. <laughs> Because we were talking about what I call zero point, zero space, yes. work within this. And I feel like this is actually where I sort of came through. And I'm actually zero degrees cancer rising. Oh, it, nice. Because I kind of yeah. like came back from that. That's like what I died from, related complexes and came back. And now it doesn't have the permission to exist in my form anymore. And when was that? Not too long ago, 2015. Okay, and that's a highlight I want to talk about. So, but anyway, keep going. And so the point was that this now that we're talking about showed up for me. And it was like a double reminder. It's like, oh, don't skip over this one. This is what they need to know about because it's now, because it's now. And I had to catch it twice to really (laughs) make sure that I didn't not say this accurately because of the double impact effect right now and what's being called of all of us and the balancing of our own ability to witness ourselves within this cosmic union as a whole being okay no matter if you're looking for that other one and you know the twin flame and everything that all happens here it's this is internal alchemy that we're talking about and so when we talk about now now is everything every yeah. single thing that happened dinosaurs are right now yeah the greys taking over the world are right now the perfect healing of humanity and all sentient beings happening right now the dragon swallowing its own tail happening right now we've got something that confused us i think when we landed here in the cosmic creation because of how the density appears to settle in a place that's got this like terra firma here but it's not really what's going on. So we can get tricked when we start thinking about things like deja vu and what happened, what didn't happen. It's mm-hmm. all happening. <laughs> we are right now choosing to congeal into certain forms. And if we're in our alignment within the now space, it's really like being the cosmic fool. And it's funny, I was talking about this. I was uh, being asked to talk about tarot um, on a radio show that was going on for a little while and steam it. They're not happening right now. It was a dark side with Asaria. I was doing their little tarot expert chats and stuff. And they were asking me what my thoughts were on the fool. And, you know, it was at the beginning of the tarot. And I'm like, fuck no, it's not. No, that's what one is. One is really the beginning of the tarot. You know, and then we've got the world. That's the end, at least of the major arcana. So what is the fool? The fool is like the cohesive, covalent bond of trust that holds the whole thing together where you can jump in at any point within the static bubble and see it. And when you're there, that's zero point. And for me, that's now. That was excellent. I wish people could actually see you talking. You're so genius. <laughs> you're very um, physical. And it's nice to watch. You're like almost like a, a, you're talking mime because you're, everything you're conveying with your body language is very um, picturesque. 
Okay, so this uh, okay, so I, I could put it on video. It's uh that would be up to that's up to Jacob. So to you, I mean, I do my live streams all the time. It's it's really up to you guys. Well, it's on YouTube and I don't want to go against your energetic principles. Well, it's not really just that. It's just me being on YouTube in general. So it's like for me, it's like all right, we're already on. So want to even though we're kind of backdooring it through zoom it's more about the energetic um like interference that comes over that yeah and i'll just say i mean i've met some like great people in my life that are on youtube and it's been extremely inconvenient for me to stay off of youtube yeah something i'm like glad about it's just i would be a lot better uh, to jump on YouTube if it wasn't constantly feeling like it was grabbing creepy crawlies at my cheek. You know? Yeah, I, well, this and is a conversation a lot in. of us are having. But I, I want to, I, I, for this show though, I, I, so we know all that. But so I want, this, is, this was when you and I were talking and um, I've been enjoying you for quite a while now. I just think you have so much, um, so much I'm feeling. I'm feeling you, Jacob. And um, but this was really when you start talking about this, I'm like, you've got to come on Nox Mente. And it was your death experience. And um that's what I want. I want to get into that now. So I want to get into I want to get into what 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 how it happened, but I really want to get into your perceptions of what was happening and what came out of it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just recovering from cancer that had gotten late stage and had jumped into bones. Um, I lost my sternum. They had to cut out my entire sternum, excuse me, floating rib cage. Oh. I lost my right chest muscle. I lost 22 lymph nodes under my right arm. And oh three titanium plates that go across my chest that are like stapled into bones that have broken off since. Um, and two pieces of cadaver fibula bone struts in my chest. Uh, they stripped a piece of my uh, right lat muscle wrapped around me. And I live in what most people would consider a dysfunctional amount of pain, but I'm a yogi and I was well prepared for this. Mm -hmm. My super soldier training, you know, with mm -hmm. my and spiritual lifestyle and the things that I actually learned to embody and I got through that and when I did the hospitals actually um kind of had a tough time with my surgery I had a six and a half hour surgery go wrong my parents were my mother was like thrown out of the hospital it was just like a real freaking mess um they weren't supposed to be there and were causing me stress and uh I almost couldn't go in for the surgery because my blood pressure was so high the uh, surgery ended up going 10 hours. I woke up under anesthesia in a room that was very dark and zipped up. That reminds me a lot of like something you'd see in fucking X-Files. Oh man. And, uh, I don't still have a real good reason as to why that happened. But when I came out of it, um, I was told that I had, well, it didn't happen for a while, but they weren't supposed to do anything on this right side. I had it marked off that um, they weren't even supposed to like poke me or anything. It was a restricted extremity because I'd lost the lymph nodes and I could have gotten like lymphedema. And when I woke up under anesthesia while the surgery was having to be prolonged, I was in this weird dark space. Jeez. Oh, I woke up. I see that they had shit. They like treated my arm like a fucking voodoo doll. And so I was freaking out. I was like, I have all this stuff in me. I could barely talk. I'm like breathing through a straw. And I'm like, I need a fucking thing. 
oh. <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck pierced my right arm? And I was pissed off and I'm like, drug. They're like, we're going to make you comfortable. We're going to make you comfortable. I wake up and I'm like all wrapped up in all this shit. And um, eventually when I got out of the hospital and healed from that, I ended up feeling like very, very ill. Like I couldn't breathe. Like my lung was completely collapsed, which it was because they had actually given me four hospital infections that created a pleural effusion that collapsed my right lung and technically killed me. It was MRSA and three other diseases. Um, I was in ICU for almost 10 days, almost like the 10 days late that I was surfing through the death tunnels when I landed in this body in the first place. Oh, shit. I feel like I closed a Mobius strip. Um, the four days leading up to the day that I actually came out into the world, you can look it up. It's uh, the blizzard of 1977. It shut down New York. It was declared a national emergency, and then I had a 22-hour birth and came out in a full moon opposite my son. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. So, yeah. when you okay, so in your death experience, though, what can you tell us? Well, this is what I'm telling you. Okay, this whole thing is death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we, we live in a death container. Motherfucker is what I did. We're surrounded oh, by death. We eat, we eat dead things. Our religions, <laughs> our death cults, uh, everything around us constantly decays. It's a container of death. This, I, this is, this is an intense show. This is just, I just don't even know. This is amazing. Um, okay, so when you were, what, how people view it now, and through through the construct of how most people are processing time and this continuum that's not really circling point to point it's a linear thing for most people um so when you when you had the death experience that the after all that surgery in that period while i'm nowing through another part of it that never actually existed in the construct that i don't subscribe to Yes. So if I want you to, yes. So I'm with you on this, but I want you to take it and put, play it out in layman terms. You want me to try to see it linear? Okay. All right. So yes. Because the way I'm seeing it, this is still what you were asking me before. Like, what is now? Now is everything. It's all happening now. So yes. It's not when the death happened. The thing is that the thing that happened to my body is not what I equate to death. I had enough defiance in my Uranian badass self and my own Plutonian nature with my own Mars exalted in the seventh house to say, fuck this shit. I'm not satisfied with the answers I've had and therefore this must not be death. And I think that that means that I'm probably still dead by some people's standards but surprise, I'm not, I'm in the skin. And so my way to answer that is probably not gonna be satisfactory for some people, but it's just that I did not agree to whatever those terms of death are because that's not how I experienced it at all. Maybe because I was jumping out of my body since I was mm -hmm. little, mm -hmm. I don't know what death is. And so I recommend that everybody murder your fucking ego. Yeah. Maybe that's all that needed to go. 
because right now I look younger than I did before they killed me. I get clocked for 20 something everywhere I go. Half the time when I go out, it's like a woman that's like around 20, 21 years old that's interested in Jacob. And I'm like, maybe I could be your daddy, you know? <laughs> and it's like, and I just like, your daddy. Oh, so you know, and it's like, you know, but it, for me, it's because it's like, I'm not agreeing to these things and it's taken a certain static out of my life that's helped me compress my energy. Now I'm cooking, I'm hot baby all the time because it's like I'm constantly burning karma because I'm in the now space and some of that shit that people are agreeing to like, here's what 40 looks like. Or, oh, I'm, I feel like an old man or like whatever right. that is. It doesn't even occur to me. Like I forget that I'm not 23, but then you know, hang out with a 23 year old. I'm like, okay, yeah. High five, you know, see it. And, and you know, and that's it for me. But it's because I have not agreed to them. But when I quote unquote died, I didn't even know I was dead. Like I, you know, some of my friends that were there that were safe for me, that were like my emergency calls at the time when the hospital is like, yo, uh, sorry, you think your friend might not make it tonight? You might need to come and say goodbye to him, you know? Yeah. Or do you know how to get a hold of his family or what to do? And my friends are freaking because they're handling that shit. Well, my family was being told you can't come around him. Yeah. And while he was healing and so for me i didn't even know that was going on i was fucking out of it i was having experiences on the other side where when i was like talking and stuff i would like wake up in my room and like nurses were crying you know because of whatever i was saying and so and i have some other things about that we don't have to go into all that right now but i have some very distinct memories about what happened when i was crossed over and what's there and what the fuck isn't there at all because I saw it myself, at least from my perspective, but it's not what they told me at vacation Bible school niche. So that I can tell you conclusively. Well, can you, can you tell us, so you just kind of alluded to that, um, the stuff you saw mm -hmm. with quotation marks. Can you give us some of that? Oh yeah. Um, well, one of the first things, see, cause like, I don't know if I was like dead at this time or not, but I'm told that like, if they have to kill you, they have to MRSA. I don't know if you know anything about MRSA. The, they who? Doctors. Okay. Thank you. The institutions, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, MRSA, it's an infectious disease that's like resistant to everything. You have to kill it. You have to kill the host patient, actually kill it. And so they like bring you to the point of death. And then it's like, you're just like, dead. and then it's kind of like the princess bride. They're like, well, he's not so dead. He's partially dead. Let's give him a little, bloop. He's you know, mostly he's like, dead, oh. mostly dead. <laughs> yeah, right? well, that's what was going on with me for like almost 10 days. And then they killed my kidneys, all this stuff. They almost—it's a whole thing with the medication because they have to like kill you. And so it was very toxic. But I was having an experience that was really interesting. I kept seeing something that I couldn't figure out for a while, and I think it was just like the way I meditated myself through all of this too, and asking for healing. I've gotten really good friends with my ability to call secretions from my own glands, sometimes at will. And the dimethyltryptamine has been very cooperative independently for me at this point. 
And so I just remember being in a state where for me, it could have just been like how I meditate, even if I'm just like in the spirit here on my couch, I see things like this now. But at this time, it was just starting to get, I think, more and more. Um, and this experience really helped bring it home for me. And so it's really, really strong for me. Um, but I was in ICU and it's constantly like just bells and whistles and shit coming in and out and people swarming and like, you know, checking on you and cleaning shit and whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kept hearing a lot of beeping coming from next door to There's like no rest, right? And I'm like, I'm dead at this point. I'm like, they're like, oh my God. How did this go on? How are you out in the world with these infections that you didn't come in so now? I'm like, well, I thought it was just going away, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, and you know, I'm signing my life away, right? So I'm hearing all this stuff, and I guess I'm going in and out. And I just remember feeling like a lot of times anyway that I just come up out of my body anyhow. Sometimes I'm pretty sure I come up off of my bed. I don't know. Yeah. But uh i'm kundalini awake so sometimes it's just like how i feel the energy right but at any rate um i'm there and i was seeing something and it's like my energy body was up is what it felt like like i'm like up in the bed but over myself is how it feels like like how i was suspended and my arm was out and i felt like another something like a being touched my hand and when I looked over, I started to see something, and there was somebody that was like hanging from something, like hanging, and like like a chandelier, like the person was like on their back, like being hoisted on something, and I couldn't figure out what the fuck it was. And then I started like seeing it a little bit more, like just from the side, and it was a massive, massive, huge person. I found out later there was actually like a 700 something pound man next door, is what happened that was dying it was oh, being wow. by one of those little things that they hold them up in the air so they can move them. Oh yes. Yeah. He could not breathe. And he was living on like a respirator. He told me his name. He told me his parents were him alive. They wouldn't let him die and that he wanted to go. And he was very like afraid. And I like prayed for him. He like held my hand and it was like over in the next room. I was saying his name. <laughs> and so, like, I guess I, like, came through at one point and, like, this, and I just, <laughs> the nurses were over there, and they're, like, you know, like, crying, like, like how does he know? They're, like, all freaked out over there, because they didn't know what the fuck was going on, but it was weird, right? So, yeah, I had things like that happening to me for a long time while I was going tunnels, but it's interesting. Um, it wasn't anything like they told me it was going to be in like vacation Bible school and you hear all these people's accounts about, oh, you know, I saw my grandma and everybody was waiting for me and all that stuff. It wasn't anything like that. I was looking for something and I was calling names. Isn't that the false light fake archon bullshit? I think it might be because there were a lot of dark tunnels is what I found. And I wasn't afraid of anyone. I was just like, I was looking and I remember I kept calling and something weird happened. I started having that mirror experience where it's the mirror that's like all the mirrors on itself like this, which we had in my house in Houston. I had one of those mirror experiences where I realized about the holography. Yeah. And I was looking for something 
And I started seeing the mirrors like this coming back. And I've been calling for God, Jesus, you know, Jehovah, Yahweh, Confucius, Buddha, Muhammad, here. Those guys are dicks, though. <laughs> Ganesha, I'm calling them all. You call them all. I was calling. I was calling. And I saw mirrors and a bunch of this. And it was mostly dark. And the only thing that came running back kind of freaked me out. Um, had a flash like this. Okay, like Labradorite. Mm -hmm. And it was me in a fucking tuxedo busting out, looking like a freaking crystal, like this, like my skin. Oh, wow. that. And I had a massive horn that was like a rhinoceros. It was like a big blue rhinoceros. And I like busted out of a tuxedo, like the Hulk. It was like, it was, still great. It, was like, it was like some Sailor Moon shit, right? I was like, that's what happened to me. It's cool, though. It's super cool. I'm getting an awesome tattoo. That's, Shout out to you. I was going to say that. For a question there, uh, you, you said you were going through the tunnels. You weren't scared. Do you think you would have had a different experience had you been afraid? Had you been consumed with fear that, you know, you're going to hell or whatever? Absolutely. That's yeah. why I say I was well-trained. I feel like for me, this was like my super soldier training somehow. Yeah, that I heard you say that before. Which, which program are we talking about? Or oh, your own personal? Really oh, yeah. It's just like my own. The one we're all in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm. it's like, we're all OGs here. This is the gangster planet. Yeah. You know, we're all like, we don't even realize whether we're like double agents in ourselves. Most of us are shadowing ourselves to fucking hell and back believing in shit that's just garbage to begin with yeah i think yeah. A, a lot of people too are also involved in some kind of uh, dream time hijack chicanery mm -hmm. i'm not sure what's going on there but yeah there's definitely operations being run in my dreams <laughs> that i'm not in charge of <laughs> tell you what look here's my recommendation dude mm. sell some dark crystals keep them near your head Put one under your bed. Maybe not a pyramid. I, I don't mind them. It's so good. This is really good. Protect your psychic energy, mm. especially as much as you are on here, educating people on YouTube. It's literally like being hooked up to like. Oh, psych. I know. I know. I usually don't. I don't go on camera that much. It would just be good. Like, I'm just saying, I mean, even without that, like just a little like a dark stone, like a black tourmaline would be really good. I have a pile of rocks next to my bed. That's a good thing. I got pyramids under my bed. I've got a salt lamp in there. I'm. You're good, man. That's cool. I like the organolite light too. Um, if you guys do, you have any? I've heard of it. I don't have any. I do, definitely. She's got everything. <laughs> yeah, I got a piece right here that a buddy from Steemit actually gave me. Oh, Instead sweet! So, like, copper ring in there, coil. Yeah, yeah, and there's a. It's it goes around a piece of uh, quartz. Yeah, there, and oh, is, that, is that resin? <clears throat> This one is, I didn't make this one. I had made this one. This one's real rough. It's just got pieces, and I had actually made the coil myself. There's, like, crystals and stuff, and, yeah, it's just resin. So there's this, there's this guy on YouTube. I, I'll get you his, his link in a bit. But he, he pendulumed out the field surrounding organ, organite. And what he found is that there's two types. There's, like, a negative field and a positive field. And what it does is it, the positive fields will replenish you with, with molecules that you need or a reasonable facsimile. And I say that because if you have resin organite, you can get resin molecules added to your body by the, the ion flow. 
So people should be aware of that. It's not bad yeah. in small doses, but don't like litter yeah. your house with giant resin organite. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. I mean, permeable membranes and all these things are commingling. I was looking into it. They actually have some vegetable resin that I was looking at, but I don't know if it works as well because it doesn't seem like it gets as far from what I have read. It does. And what does work well is cement. Oh, yes. wow. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's totally it's it's, it's opaque, too. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you can put your things on top of the cement to show through. It's not going to be pretty like a, a resin medallion like you just showed, right? Yeah. Right. It'll be more but natural looking. Be able to put that resin, like maybe a vegetable resin on the outside where it would be okay because then it would just be. Like, I, don't, I don't know if a vegetable resin is actually any issue, if there's any problem with that. Yeah. Oh, Those are gotcha. polyester ones. Sorry, I didn't say that. But. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like the fiberglass. Anything based on petroleum you want to stay away from. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> the, the, earth, the Earth's own black goo, as it were. Yeah, right? the, the Earth's blood. There's being something done with that, too, right now, though. I was actually hearing something about that earlier today. Just my With black goo, petroleum, or blood? Oh, well, no, about petroleum, but also about blood, yeah. Oh, uh, there's only two countries left in the world that trade in petrodollars now. It's the United States and the UK, I think Great Britain. I actually wasn't aware of that. That's what I just heard today. I don't know if that's true. I do know that the Chinese did start stop buying oil in, petro in dollars. They're using the yuan, renminbi, which is the first one. So and they've, they're... Something else too. They're like selling all their treasuries or something. They're they're screwing us over, but we deserve it. So it's all good. We're all being capitalized. Ah, whatever. <laughs> so okay, I want to get to what. Okay, we didn't do this earlier, but have you experimented at all in your life with like psychotropics, the magic mushroom stuff like that? Of course. <laughs> and well, not everyone's, of course. Um, did you so? And I'm expecting, um, I don't even know, like your story. I'm a, I'm a sun moon opposition. I've, I've tried a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> so, did give us a, an idea of some of the um, what, what did, was the best that came out of any of that as far as opening your eyes to opening your eyes? Like to the nowness, to the bigger picture. Just realizing that what I knew when I was little before they were shutting me up was actually more true. And it was like um, I had gotten mono actually in high school. I Jesus. was a honor student and I was in band, played the saxophone. I'm a classically trained musician. I went to college for music, but um, ended up swapping that out for business at some point. But uh, while I was in band, we would like pass around the big water coolers. It was like 104 degrees or something after school for two hours every day in Texas, marching band, right? And so all the kids got mono one year. I was one of them. And my family was just like, oh, you're a drug addict. You're on drugs. And they'd like forced me to go to school like that for months. I was dead to the world. I had never tried any drugs at all, but I had gotten so sick and tired of being accused of being on drugs. By the time I was hospitalized, they're like, wow, your child should have been in the hospital a long time ago. This is an acute phase now, blah, 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 blah. It was like affecting my liver. I was a teenager. 
at this point, once I healed from that, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try LSD. <laughs> so um, you already called me things that I wasn't. And so I did LSD. I dropped ass with my friends one time. Um, well, more than that. I'm talking about yeah, the first time. yeah, the first time. But the first time, it was just I saw who I was in my own body when I was able to look at it. And there was a scene happening in my hand and in my foot that showed me my Leo moon actually rising out of the desert and how I became. And I didn't understand this until later when I started having like more shamanic journey stuff over the years that weren't actually drug induced, that were things that were just happening to me, but it was like something had opened up at that point. And I remember after that experience, just knowing that the things that I would always seem like the floaters in my eyes would sometimes turn into other things. And I remember when I would bring it up, people would tell me that wasn't happening. It was like those parts of my vision had disappeared, but I was more in touch with them after the first experience with LSD and just realizing that it felt literally like I had been confined, like dumped into a test setting, like a little ant house thing. And that I was able to yes. myself out and look at it. And so it was really good yeah. experience like that. Yeah, that was my first, my first LSD experience was all laughter. I was laughing at the absurdity <laughs> of it all. Like, but like gut laughing, like a knowing, like an, a Satori laugh where it was so, and I was very young and it was just like, this is all such a charade. <laughs> and I'm out on the lawn laughing, just like a mad child. So, um, yeah, beautiful experience. So in, in this, I can't remember, you, you just said something that had um, piqued my interest to dig deeper and it's floated away. It's floated away. So, okay. It'll come back. It'll come back. So, okay. I want to look at, I, I know you've already given us this, but uh, just for the continuity of the show and for the general outline I have as far as um, overlap, um death death so where away from where we are i mean i understand um so so if we step back into layman's terms into the uh, to the wheel of misperception that seems to be around us um the idea of death and um as a because it's always like a future thing right that's always around the corner or later or further down the road right Um, (laughs) no no right right where you get you get unless you're eating your own death right which is what we should be doing um feeding off of our own death so what do you see that as the concept of it the construct of it of death, yes, of of death. So, um, because <clears throat> is, to me, wait, it, here's a good. Here's a, what is death part of the matrix? Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> the smile. I think the problem that I'm hearing here isn't death; it's more our attachment to what it is. That's where the lie is. Let me tell you where I. Oh, think. bingo! Yeah, is, yeah, it's kind of what I kind of want to say. It's, Here's what's the problem. You're going to ask me, it, maybe not you directly, but everybody else at some point in some way is going to insist that I attach a belief to this. They're going to say, 
But Jacob, what do you believe? Here's the problem. You believed anything. Etymology is a thing, and I'm a little bit ridiculous about this to an extent because I've seen how this works on a construct basis energetically when I'm working with things and when I have to actually clip stuff after mm-hmm. I see it and they show up. And it literally looks like a thread, right? So when I look at the word belief, it insinuates that you have agreed to create your beingness around a lie. Maybe <laughs> an item. I don't know what the F is, but I'd say you're fucked. And so the thing that I see is that it's not a problem with light and shadow attribute. Everything is yin and yang. Of course, that is the matrix. This is how the energy opens itself up. There has to be a propulsion system, an equal quote unquote opposite within covalent bond. Okay? And so what happens is that when we attach to thinking, well, death is like this finite thing, that's the problem. You have actually cut your energy in half, which is literally what they did when they severed your mind. What they don't really tell you is how they created your brain to do that. It really circumvents your, your whole ability to quantize your own rhythm, if you will, so that the current, the divine current, that sometimes might be pulling a negative vortex or positive vortex, is actually together in this nucleus, and you can actually put yourself on either side and have the whole experience. That is the truth from how I see it. So the problem is more... How do you subscribe to the idea of what the dark energy is, the yin energy? Are we calling it death and making it finite, blaming it on Lilith or Eve for like feeding a quince or what the fuck? You know, it's like it's really an attack on sacred femininity, in my opinion. And it is so like binary minded that I just can't even answer. I I just wanted to uh, (laughs) speak to the believe. The word believe, I've always viewed it as an overlay of be a lie and be and live the lie. Like be a lie, be lie, live, and all three. It's like a holy trinity of fuckery. Be lie. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny too because the people that are like the most, just the hugest proponents of doing this are the ones that say that they are subscribing to the faith characters and i think that there's a real head fuck with this like people are like what do you believe in and i'm like if you are a person that's actually just moving with the energy none of the shit that is karmic that actually falls when you're just being stagnant can ever stick to you and that is what now is it's the perpetuity demonstrated in full nothing ever stops beginning and the end are right now your deja vu is happening right now, whether or not it happens right. here that you can shield it to. So the question in my mind is more, why are you believing in shit? <laughs> We're only believing that people believe that shit. Yeah, and I don't mean you specifically. No, I know. No, no, no. You collectively. Got it. Yeah. I don't want to seem like I'm being pushy with you. No, I know. And I just had this conversation, I think, last night with someone about you know, what, you know, you don't believe in this, you don't believe in that, what do you believe in? It's like, they immediately jump to you believe in nothing. Yeah, exactly, and it's, it's like, why are you offended? That I don't no, no, it that. wasn't like that, but it's... it's People shit. get like that, though, there, there's something there. It's, it's definitely there. get like, like that. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, but what do you believe in? And it's like, wow, are you so afraid of your own shadow that you have to, like, project it that far into me that I don't have beliefs, 
that now you're worried and you have to like do this weird mirror experience that I just moved out of and said, all right, that's where that bullshit is. I clicked it and then it was black rooms. And I'm like, all right, now who's here? Jesus, Kwan Yin, Mary, who the fuck <laughs> is she? Nobody can for the blue rhinoceros guy that shot him. And so if you ask me what I believe and if that's a part of the matrix, absolutely. It's the thing that showed us what was being held in the container. Do we have to agree to the end user license agreement that this is like finite and we're doomed? Only if you're dumb enough to do it. And so I say that's going to be on different people if they want to do that. But me personally, I'm the guy that's aging backwards. But you know, the, the, the way how we see how things are inverted here, we probably uh, uh, consented to, to uh, doing that by dying, you know? <laughs> like, come And so if you murder the, your people a little bit every day, mm-hmm. you might find that there are less things that you're attached to in that way. And then it's like, some of these things that were dragging you down sort of magically disappear, or it's like the context to it changes where it's not like it changed it, but it changed it because your understanding of what had happened sort of undid it the way you were attached to it before. And this is how I've been seeing the whole thing. So when she was asking me about my death experience, I'm like, well, which one? When I was born into this thing, when I was actually dead, like doing this cancer deletion thing that I do every night in my bed, in my brain, you should have been here last week. We had a, a we had a trifecta of death. Yeah, it was it was it was impressive as well. He had died three times. Wow, that's amazing. So, what do you think about? So all of this, all of this, nicely, nicely. Um, rounded out i want to i'm wondering what your thoughts are on what on consciousness so like where do you think you really are so i, I where are we where are we in, in this great nowness is there is there like are we really actually in these bodies this all seems so fake to me and or are we in a reality field of consciousness yeah. What the hell's going on, Jacob? The way I see it, it looks like a big, like... Toroidal field. Water that has like a, almost like a static charge that holds itself together. And we look like these little sprouts that popped out, but most of us are twisted inside out. We haven't finished unfolding. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like the inside of a photon lens inside of an eye. And when I shoot out of it, (laughs) I turn the bright blue color. And that was the first thing that I saw when I was little. Dude. All I could think of was Paul Stamets and fucking mushroom people. I know, oh right? It's so great. I saw it when I was really, really little. And that's why I was commenting on your headphones there, Jerry. I was like, it's a great color because that's like the color that I experienced, that I call home. And it's like, it's like what I burst into. And it looks like that that I experienced with a question. I see it where it's like a photon bubble. And then we're like these little sprouts that pop up, but most of us are kind of twisted a little. I see some of us popping out into a larger dimension, and then it's like a ripple effect where it almost looks like those little Russian dolls where the little dolls are all like yes. this droplet, but we pop in and out, and it's like, hey, it's Jacob, Jerry, and Niche looking like this, and then we come back in, and then we pop out, and maybe it's Donald Trump and like Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. <laughs> ridiculous and so i keep seeing it like that 
And um, we just haven't gotten to the point where we've forgiven ourselves enough to have fun with that. And so I feel like the real challenge here the challenge is, how- but we don't have to forgive ourselves. It's just, it's done. It's over. It's past. I mean, if people could just accept that. We I don't know on. about that because I don't think that's the case quite so much. In, while we're seeing so much static interference here, I think on a certain level, yes, it has already been done. As far as it looked here in this one linear scope that the three of us are here and looking and talking about and thinking about right now, there's still so much static that you know we can fill the stuff here but yes essentially it's already been done at the same time since we're talking about all these things happening at the same time in perpetuity it isn't done but it's all done and it's at different phases of this and so here i think it's more about how do we quantize this frequency and just hold the space here because then it's kind of like we froze time and so i just i I have a problem with that with that with that line of logic because if if everything's happening, and I'm not disagreeing with you, I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here. If everything's happening now, that means everything has already happened and everything hasn't happened at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got nothing and everything, which means there's maximum karma and minimum karma and maximum right. shadow, minimum shadow. I mean, there's, you know, what, what's there to clean just, up if it's all happened already? I just see it in like one big bubble where all the million little tiny bubbles, like the one where we're in, are having all of those multiple things happen. But I'm seeing it in a container right now. Where I used to, I used to see it more like in an explosion. Now more, it looks like a cascading ripple of water hmm. out of itself where they're all in their own encapsulation. That's what I'm talking about. Is it, and now, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, that's real. Is, is it, has it shrunk since, so since you were a kid, it was expanding and now it's contracted? container no, not exactly expanding it just looked more chaotic no expanding no it's still expanding oh it's okay because you said it was big and now it's small it's more intelligent because the way i'm seeing it now mm. is inside of something that looks like a photon bubble inside of an eye is what i'm telling you before and i shot out of it when i saw it when i was little mm. and I, I saw it stars in the sky now when i see it i see it from the inside and that might be because of how I internally alchemize things and how I witnessed it here within the water of my cellular body. So what I'm telling you is that as my cells are constantly regenerating, every single one of them in perpetuity is exploring every single dimension that you're asking me about at once in a chorus. I totally so get it. I experience it this way as what I consider a cosmic midwife. And so I'm just explaining it how I see it because I feel like I can drop into any part of my body and see it in a different way and where I would be in that potentiality if I wanted to. And so I don't do that all the time. I focus more on my neural mind when I'm going into these spaces and thinking about healing the places where the static still exists. It makes us think that it hasn't been healed because it hasn't congealed yet in this space where Jerry and Nish and Jacob popped out and we're asking about <laughs> having this little thing. So exactly, <laughs> but don't, don't. So, uh, just jump back for a quick question. Uh, you mentioned a, a perspective before you were incarnate from the stars. What, what do you think the stars are? Or, I should rephrase it, what do the stars represent? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> the other side of us on the, the photon lens, the way I see it, I feel like we pop in and out of those all the time. We just don't realize that we're inverted. Right, 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 right. I know. I've heard other people say that they felt the stars were spirits. And it kind of goes with that line of thinking. That's why I found yeah. it interesting. I mean, it's all as one kind of thing with me, how I see it. And I just feel like it's just another way that you can show up in your astral body. And a lot of times when I see myself in my astral body, I don't look embodied like, you know, this humanoid experience. I look like a ball of light. It's like shooting. I look like and a giant octopus. I like you, Jerry. <laughs> I look like Cthulhu. What color are you? I don't know. I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> if I had an astral body that I knew of, it would be Cthulhu. Yes. But generally, I'm blue. Can't you see? Yes, very good. <laughs> yeah, that nightbot's killing it. Are you done, Nish? No, I'm actually. I'm. Jacob's given me so much to ponder. I'm. I'm actually sitting here looking out the window, <laughs> pondering. Um, it's fantastic. This has been really great. Um, I guess what I, I wanted to also, I had, other, I have other stuff I want to get into, but I just want to make sure that we've got all of the intended stuff wrapped up. And, and Did we I get think his, his birth sign. Yes, we got the chart and I wanted to add him a Leo moon also. Well, here we go. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. We're sharing that shine yeah. bright baby. So yeah. I want to get, this is where I I'm curious about some of the, this is some of some of the stuff we that's traditionally considered woo woo. So, what are your thoughts on? And it tie it. So the reason we ask, the reason I'm asking this because it really does tie into just percep a perception of entities and things other than self. But what are your thoughts on the whole uh, alien UFO paradigm? That stuff. Um, I think that we all have a bit of that in us and that we're all hybrids that learned how to birth ourselves as a plant in this thing that I keep seeing bust out in water forms that are yes. and coming up new now. And that's part of why I was talking to you about um, those things yesterday that I've been hearing about with the up and down energy that we've both been experiencing a lot of people and sometimes the headaches and being prepared for the solar flares and the drastic kilning that we are being pressed through some of us mm -hmm. um, and so yeah i think that um i don't really know where to go with this there's, there's actually um they've they've recently like within the last two or three days started measuring uvc radiation on the ground which is abnormal what is uvc it's the third type of uv radiation i'm just not aware of it so that's unusual because last week was so terrible for me with this energy drain and exhaustion because well, i the, the uv radiation has been steadily going up for the last two weeks Oh man, I, I it was unbelievable. As I've been trying to talk to anyone that wants to talk about this, last week was incredibly rough for me energetically. Rough. Exhaustion. 
Yeah. Yeah. And Jacob, you were the second person. All of a sudden now I'm hearing a bunch of people. So it's, it's something. This UV, what is it, Jerry? UV3? UVC. 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 Um, does this have something to do with the event? <laughs> well, uh, no. See, I don't know. And, and I'm only new to that because I was never a new ager. I know. I'm too. And, and so, but when. Like, I keep hearing people like, what? No, the yeah. event's a psyop. I mean, that's nonsense. But, but at the same time, I don't think that waves of energy are psyops. So, cool. no, I and, mean, and no, that's I what think... people are talking about. There's some that are, though. There's some that are. I think that they really build here into like a metallic particle state. And, like, that I think all the people who believe in this bullshit event stuff are making that happen, and it's detrimental to us. Okay, they, I can pull up with a shared agreement. Yeah. yeah, I personally agree with that. But there's also things that we do feel from the, you know, the cosmic weather, obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. A lot though. When I like wake up, I'm like profusely sweating sometimes. Like I am right now. I have, you know, like I. Do not, so, like, Dude, it's because you're so hot, man. <laughs> and and you know, I get in the sauna a lot too. I use a water though, so it's the far infrared. So. If I get in and even for 30 minutes, I might be cooking for two, three days, still radiating heat because of how deep it was pressed into my system. Yes. But I've been getting these things, and I keep hearing from my guides, like, when I'll wake up, I'm like, is it something with the system? You know, I get blood and everything checked regularly because I'm keeping healthy after what I've been through. My doctor's checked me regularly. But I still have these things happening. And so sometimes I'm, like, inquiring into self or talking to other guidance about what's going on with my body. And they keep talking to me about solar flares, but I kept looking, I'm like, well, I'm not really seeing solar flares that would do like this. So it's interesting what Jerry just said, because I kept hearing about a new way that the sun has been communicating and it's actually to help scrub some of this like interference off people that are not. Well, it, it depends if you like go with electric universe theory or not. The, if the universe, if, if it's real and space is real and all that shit, then the sun probably couples to the earth with an electromagnetic. There's an electromagnetic coupling between the two. Yes. So there's all kinds of currents going between them yes. all the time. And what I was hearing actually had something to do with what you were talking about. We were talking, it's weird, you guys, because everything that you're bringing up is like stuff that's been coming up the past couple of days. Even you, Gary, when you brought up the organ and the petroleum, and I said, I had something come up with this. This is what it was. I was waking up and I was like sweating just bullets, like sweat all over myself. I'm like, I sleep in my underwear, you know, and I like woke up and I was like, oh, sweaty. I actually put a t-shirt on because I wanted something to sweat into. Hello. Like Here you Okay. And I was asking my guides what the deal was and they were telling me it's this thing going on with the sun and that. People, and it's weird because then later that day, Mish, what did Alchemage say in Philosophorum? It's it's the same thing I had just heard in my like psychic space, like that morning or the night before, like in that place where I was kind of dreaming sleeping. And my dreaming sleeping is like I'm just hearing, you know, it's like I told you how I am. It's like black and there's like lights every time I do it. Are you there? She'll be back. Oh, okay. I thought I lost you guys. So um, anyway, um, this starts happening. I was asking my guides what it was about, and they said it's a new way that we are being cleaned because basically those of us that can't photosynthesize properly, 
due to the way we have basically fed are going to be self-eliminated because the static is going to come out. And I literally was seeing people just dropping dead. It was like their skin just freaking dropped. And it was like there was nothing in it anyway. It was like they fucking lived, like that they lived, you know? And like they weren't ensouled people? Like it was like, like they were an NPCs? Intellectual property that was being stamped by like Google or something. Mm-hmm. A personage because of what was being siphoned off of the mind through the algorithm oh, and a little amount templates that are coming oh, through shit. bodies and stuffed with entities and that those of us that don't have enough real DNA that is from the actual earth is this like cosmic freaking fuckery weird shit that's coming through Monsanto that's a bunch of static that they inject in yep. food when the sun starts shaking like this those of us that can't withstand it because we're not super hydrated and learning how to age backwards and like defy gravity and cancer and death and stuff might not fucking make it because you've got enough of this dangerous chi in you but when they shake it it's going to be like your skin drops and that's how i was seeing it and i've been burning like that like a madman for like weeks and like finally the past couple of days they showed me what what they live and bring it when is it coming <laughs> all right no, so super. Yeah. tired you need to fucking sleep you need to eat real foods you need to not put garbage in your body you need to get off of fucking excited toxins and you need to sleep with those black crystals around your head brother because right now i'm telling you you're hooked up to a freaking siphon that's taking this information out of your head and spitting it into dead bodies that were never embodied by souls to begin with. I am O. You are you're laying it out. This is um Emily Moyer from Off Planet Radio. Jerry and I were just on. This is crazy though. What it, that like connects back to the whole underground base thing if you think about it. Does it? With the cloning stations down yes. there and how they're yes. putting yes demons souls yeah. and bodies well a demon soul could be a fucking demon like a, a quantum computer divine, soul you know i am divinely protected how about that anybody that's watching this right now that has a negative design about anybody in this room over <laughs> here has already self-deleted i fucking deleted you off the grid oh, <laughs> yes cease to exist was that a chicken part? No, that was a piece of white sage gotcha. and my middle finger. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you for that. No, it's real interesting. It's real interesting. That was to the algorithm that has no permission to take anything. And if you've seen me, that's enough. I've seen everything in you. No, I know. I am aware of all that, and I take measures before and after. So. I don't need mushrooms, dude. No, measures. I take measures. Oh, I thought you said I take mushrooms. I was like, I don't need them. No, I've never taken mushrooms. So, Jacob, what do you think about, like, so, a lot of this is, um, Emily Moyer's been talking about a lot of this in, in different language, but also it's very similar. And um, this stuff I'm really vibing here. And she's talking about um, crystalline crystals being programmable of course but where she's talking about sugar and how sugar is interacting with fungus in the body for example candida right and everybody yes right exactly but the sugar that candida feeds on is being programmed because it's crystalline structure and there's this kind of synthesis going on between 
the program that we're ingesting through these kinds of things and um, programming. And I'm going to leave that very open. And if people want more of that information, they can go to Off Planet Radio and, and, and listen to Randy and Emily speak about this stuff. Uh, um, but that there's something going on with crystalline substances like sugar programming the fungus within our bodies that are out of control because we know candida is like this big deal. Yes. And so what do you think about that? I think it's important. Thing, but if you think about crystalline uh, programming, you can you can you can drop in other bits of you can drop in whatever you want if you're programming it. If you're who, whomever this is, uh, and and this can be you. You can program water. You can program crystalline stuff yourself. But if there's a another if there's something maniacal going on with say a prepackaged food, junk food, people are eating, right? Why couldn't you just program yourself to? get the candido to leave it's not that if you've dealt what i don't know how you i've dealt with can, extreme candida and it's a process it's very very difficult but this is i mean it's not a simple thing it's just this is this is the problem it's not a simple thing people want things to be simple we're overburdened because of how this algorithm has literally capitalized off of the divine current of the soul and the human through these different means where we have agreed to eat these foods and become these things and basically become these willing energetic proxies, as I told you. Welcome to sleep paralysis. That's what this is. We're organic golems is what we are. We're what? Organic golems. And so the thing is, it's about just starting where you are. It has to be accessible. You have to be able to take a step. And if you can't take a step, doesn't fucking matter what you do or don't do or what you're thinking you have to start now and so just knowing that it's now and that you don't agree to die or that you don't agree to go that way you have to actually do something and take a posture and if you don't do that then you are tacitly approving to end user license agreements that literally allow the snowball effect to happen in your life and that's when it continues to grow you can actually stop that though if you're actually taking practical steps and you have to clean up your body and you know, here's the inconvenient thing. Every doctor in the Western world takes the Hippocratic oath, but most of these people don't even have any real sense of, let's say, integrated awareness in the merit of how they practice their medicine, of what Hippocrates' actual entire fucking body of work was, which is gut health, because Hippocrates understood the holography of the cosmic union as the creator who does it in their gut because it's an alchemical process. And so it becomes a question to me, if we're talking about sinister, about what these institutions are about, they're all taking the oath, but a guy like me could have been diagnosed with cancer to go see a fucking you know, oncology surgeon who said, it doesn't matter what you eat, just go eat McDonald's or whatever, and told me that, okay? And so you kind of have to wonder about what's going on with this. But my feeling is that if you just start to focus on the gut health, healing the gut, understanding the cosmic connection between the neural connection, the excitotoxin, and the digestive tract that might actually be that wormhole that's constantly 
you know, creating things and an owl, maybe that dragon that swallowed its own tail. You start taking responsibility for this and making sure that there are no perforations in it for these alternate realities that you don't agree to happening right now that might be deja vus that are somewhat of a forecast of what you might have avoided or might be creating in the space. You might actually master your own universe in a very unique way that nobody's fucking talking to you about, right? Because they're all hopped up on the fucked up stuff. They're drinking the wrong water. They're taking a shower in water that's like poisoning them with things that, you know, they probably take in more water from the shower than they drank all day if they're drinking, you know, spring water. So it's like, it's a clusterfuck of bullshit. But if you can start in one functional place, my recommendation is focus on the gut and then keep cleaning up your act. Run about your pineal gland. You start hearing about, I need to change my water filter. Take that as a yes and go and fucking do it. But take a practical step every day and you will eventually emancipate yourself from however many layers of hell you found yourself piled up under. Because let me just be the one to say it. It's inconvenient. This is hell. I think we got tricked here. I think we got tricked, okay? I think this is like the hell experience, but it's also the heaven that's also bliss. But you also need to take responsibility as your own inner witness. And if you're perforated out your your stomach, it's just not going to happen. There's no Wait, way. does that not mean you're, you're not holy then? <laughs> Holes, brother. <laughs> I got a I got a cut all the way around me that goes like three quarters all the way around like a samurai. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice scar. I mean scars far as scars go. Uh cool. you would be interested in our guest in t- three weeks. Um he is the guy who runs fixyourgut.com. John Brisson. He's all about gut health and biomanagement and all that. Very interesting dude. Oh. Salud. I, 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 that's my lifestyle. You might, um, if you have a show, you might want to have him on sometime. I'd love to. I put you yeah. two in touch. That'd be really cool. You guys are great, by the way. Uh, this is really awesome. I, I, I relish this. Yeah, this is this has been fun. I, I just want to say one thing before we take questions, if there are any questions about the gut, and um, especially dealing with my own stuff um, and having dealt with my own, um, come out of allopathic, allopathic ways and saying, flipping the bird to that and then still being alive when I shouldn't be on their medicine. So uh, yes, there are times that I relapse. Yes, there are issues here and there. And I know I've got to get right. You know, I've got to fix something. Um, But the gut is key. It's a major, it's like really the brain in a way of the body in a sense, uh, the brain of, um, I don't know how to describe how I see it in how I visualized it. It's a different thing. Like the heart, I think for me and the heart chakra is kind of where everything for me is. And, but the gut is where my health is in like a physical sense that is tied in and out of whatever this, this projection of reality is this kind of uh, net in which we're we're all surfing around on or in or stuck to whatever it is. So the gut's important. I also so if we have questions, let's move to questions. Sure. I love how you said that too. By the way, Mish. it makes a lot of sense to me too. 
I'm smiling, by the way. There's no questions yet. <laughs> we never have questions. It's We're talking so about JavaScript and chat. <laughs> it is so I think it's just because we get so much we actually do go pretty thorough with our chats that No, we just have really fucking smart listeners. Yeah, well we do have that. I love our I love the regulars. <clears throat> Especially Suzanne. I love Suzanne. <laughs> I love uh, this shout out to Suzanne Darcy. You know how there's a borderline between like brilliance and madman. Suzanne walks that tightrope daily. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's mastery right there. (laughs) You know, that's actually what today is about too. We have got some crazy just astrological weather that's been going on, and for me, it was just like. I was so happy to see what side of the lens I was on because, you know, when you've got that tendency where you can snap onto that madman side or just brilliance and form and you just see it happening right before you and it's like, okay, I got three different scenarios. Which one's going to win? You know, and oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's just representative of the, like the Masonic square board, the game board, the checkerboard, you know, the tessellated floor. Oh, yeah. And the trick is, you're either black or white. The trick is to be the grout. Mm-hmm. You know, walk that's between. Actually, that's weird. You're saying that, dude. I I'm was a weird just... dude. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> going on. I was just in here. I like to look at things by degrees, but today's moon, like the symbol for today's moon, was actually um, 22 Aquarius. And it's my just, parents' anniversary. What was that? It's my parents' 54th anniversary today. 22? 54th. Okay. Today is my parents' 54th anniversary, wedding anniversary. That's a lot, long time. That's interesting. The, the, there's a symbol for today that's called a woman making lace. Can I read this to you? It's Absolutely. Good. All right, this is good. That's what you were just saying. Withheld from the personality spotlight, to you, intrinsic fine things matter exquisitely, and being somebody does not. A highly distinctive form of service keyed to a slow, steady, inward sensibility. Very little connection with the here and now. Eternal foundations. Needing to be humble, sober, and plain in order to best in order best to be transparent and effective. You are remarkably detached from your own reputation or outward impression, dreaming new worlds into being, cast loose on an infinite sea, yet being circumspect, quiet, and not particularly noticeable. A super subtle edge between poverty and riches, surface and depth, knowing your way in the dark, and intent upon completing each task and carrying it through, nothing more, nothing less. Mm. So That's... you were succinct. <laughs> so I got questions now. We now have questions. All right, this one, first one, I thought Hey, Moose. Moose is there, yay. Moose on the loose, okay. Jacob, what do you think about being awake versus being 
aware. Uh, <laughs> I know what he's getting at. People who, like, for me, it's pretty much the same thing, unless we're talking about just being physically awake. Because uh, I think he's talking about the notion that the term "I'm awake" or "awake as fuck" or "awake AF" has been co-opted by a larger group than actually are truly. Oh, and, absolutely. Right, and. and to be aware is to be more encompassing, more what people think of as being awake. Because people who say, I'm awake, really aren't usually. Yeah, they really aren't. I think it's been like trivialized, you know, it's kind of like the banalities, the new uh, uh, vernacular, if you will. But, the parlance of our times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the <laughs> pants around under the ass, the people that are calling people fags and stuff don't even realize that that actually came from like gay culture and prisons and it's like a way to advertise that it's open. And so, you know, I'll still call my brother a fag till he dies. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, and so I can't like, help it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not big on name calling either, but I also don't like it when people will like, for me, you know, what's offensive to me when people will point at me and be like, Oh, you're the psychic. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I tone, the tone. Yeah. I never... And it's like, no, even use that word because i don't consider myself that but i'm like actually you probably are and you don't know it. i would consider myself more of an intuitive you know but at any rate i'm an esoteric writer but i guess the point that i was making here not to you know jump off onto all that is that it's it's not really what you call it sometimes and for me like real awake and real uh aware are actually kind of more synonymous i would say like for me, people that just say I'm awake as fuck, it's kind of like the kids calling everything epic. It's like, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's wicked when they do that. And boom, we created a planet. That's epic. You know, that's the things that take sick, bra, sick. We should steer this one up and shake off the loose shit, namely in Geneva and Switzerland. That'd be cool. Like, you know, don't you wish you could clean your car that way? Like, just turn it upside down and shake your car out? Oh, that would be so awesome. That's what I want to do with the alien technology that's being withheld from us. Mm-hmm. In Antarctica. Yeah. All right, next question. I'm sorry. I think it's wise in a way, too, though, because there's so much static that's here that if it all came out as pervasive as that mind that is actually the candida that is now showing up in that plant matter that are these dead bodies that I yes future can't be around that yet so we're going through a kiln all this shifting here is cooking it out those of us who don't have the good hair techniques that aren't like creating a way to incubate ourselves where you need that day to just freaking be at home and hug your spouse and like cry and sweat and eat good food and take like what feels like a stomach flu shit that you don't know where it came from while your body is changing. And these other people are having like drastic heart attacks and strokes and we're hearing about all these weird things happening. Okay, we're being prepared for something else. And so it's like, I think we just need to start realizing that and kind of keep the dialogue is conducive to buying into false things that aren't even here in the first place. Because all that stuff is being shaken out. 
And if all this, you know, hyper technology that most of it is in your body, I think you're cleaning it out. There's a control panel in here. And if you clean it up and you actually make it and you're hardy enough to exist here in like the new world or whatever is happening with the ascension that are already occurred, because it's already enough of our energy through the planet as the beings that we are now that are being <laughs> cooked in the kiln and treated with love on a certain level that we have to get to ourselves first in this. Those times later, once this has been pruned, real good time to introduce that when the pervasive candida that's flourishing that had us thinking that we were afraid of AI. What the fuck do you think that candida is? What do you think you are? Some of you have more of one thing or another in your body, right? So it's getting <clears throat> And in a way, the candida itself is a, a hive mind. Just because people said her ass got whooped. And, you know, this planet went hollow and wrapped around itself and turned on itself the way it did. Doesn't mean that's where the show ends, friend. Right. It's getting cleaned up. And so what's going to happen is once that finishes, it will be a good time to reintroduce these things where we can thrive in it. And it's not going to actually result in fucking dinosaurs. We could be dinosaurs for all we know. Well, we were and we are in a different timeline that's being edited right now. No. Those damn That's CRISPR timeline machines. We got to get those back. You got the best one right here. <laughs> you know, it's interesting about tech. <laughs> I, I forgot to get the next question because you made me think about all the shit. Um, <laughs> the, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. What comes to you in a dream? Probably. All right. You were saying, starting with timelines. Send me a text when you do, though. Seriously, I'd love to hear about it, dude, if it doesn't come back now. These things are going to come back to you. I'm prompting you guys, and I'm sending light channels to you. Some of the things that have healed in my brain, I can actually do like that. So you want to remember some stuff? My recommendation is cut a piece of your hair this weekend near the Kazemi moon. <laughs> Plant it somewhere wonderful. And just ask that you've been reclaimed by the light that you've always been. And you'll start to remember your color. Oh, I like that, Jacob. I'm going to actually do that. I just wrote it down. Is that okay? Please. No. I've been talking I'm, about I'm teasing, it. I'm teasing. Talking to you guys about here, I went into more detail. Mm -hmm. if you go to my blog, you're welcome to um, niche, niche ticket. Tarotbytribe.com will take you to busy.org, my busy.org page of my statement. But um, my weekly ephemeris that I did on Monday and my tarot Tuesday that I did yesterday were extremely intense. And we got into a lot of this and deeper on some threads of it. But this stuff with the Kazemi moon that's happening mm. on Sunday is going to be kind of interesting for some people. And I would really pay attention to what this new moon might offer you in terms of reclaiming that new start as perhaps the fool that's in perpetual motion, able to discern where you are at this time and choose the best path that you're co-creating without an attachment to the end user license agreements to hmm. bring that product. And then let yourself heal and cook and keep working with that. Trim something off every time you do it. Maybe follow that with the moon cycle. That's what a good shaman does. Yes, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> absolutely. 
All right. So we have a question from Mary here. Uh, does Jacob do you do you do astral healing? Absolutely. I am astral healing. You are. You embody it. Chiron powered. Um, can you please show your crystal or your resin crystals again and how you made them or the one you made? It's just typical yeah. uh, metal shavings. This was like my first attempt at it too, and it's been extremely durable. It was like just even metal that I clipped. It was like metal pieces, like sheets that I, mm -hmm. I cut them in, and I didn't know what I was doing. And I was clipping cords and stuff that I had, but it was chi that I sewed into it. And I actually made the copper coil myself by hand and wrapped it around counterclockwise. Um, quartz crystal that I'd picked and actually broken off of cluster and I did this this is actually like a little votive candle like one of those yeah, little leftovers mm -hmm. I just poured it in there and I got a little straw and I like popped it in there with a little oil so that I could have a little ring thing and you know it's I've there been go. very nice I was making these things for a while and like planting them in different parts of that's the good that's called gifting yeah I stuck them all over the place. So um, you reminded me totally of something interesting in relating, you know, to put your, you put your chi into that. You did. Um, and in that regard, there's a TV show called The Magicians on Sci-Fi. Have you seen that or are familiar with that show? It's in its third season. It just finished. It's a really interesting show. I don't really watch TV. Neither do I, but there are some things that are worth observing. Yeah. Uh, the last season, season two, ended with magic being turned off for them. So, now, magic. What, kind of, what are, we, are we talking about? Magic, like in their world, magic is a force that's natural. It's a net. Well, it's it's a managed natural force, which they're allowed to utilize to perform magic. It's okay. not something innate. It's it's something innate, but they draw on that power. It's like a it's it's mana. They need. So we're not talking about like the performance art, like. No, 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 no. Just no. Real, I'm rolling my eyes, like a, out of my ass. No, no, they're doing real magic. They're blowing people up and shit. It's like Harry oh. Potter's for adults. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. It's actually a cool show. So anyway, they turn magic off. I I, sometimes I'll pull something off like Hulu or something, but I don't even subscribe to TV. Is it? so, it's all good. That's what, I'm yeah. relaying the whole story. So I'm giving you a little yeah. backstory on it. So. In this episode, before magic was turned off, um, there's, a, there's one professor who's kind of a dick, and he makes this one kid who's kind of a dick file a heavy wooden table down to sawdust with this tiny little rasp. It took him days and days to just file this thing into sawdust. And after he finished, the professor tells him that what he did was he deconstructed, he pulled the magic that was the intentional chi that was put into that because it was built with magic. And it went back into his battery, which he was making. And, and the process of him tearing that thing apart that was built with magic, actually, he reconstituted uh, the energy that was put into it. Alchemy. Reverse alchemy. Either way. If you're looking at it very, like, three-dimensional, I guess, I, I just, yeah, I can see it for... It's not three-dimensional, per se. It's just more that, you know, 
it, the, when you even, okay, energy is neither created nor destroyed. So it makes sense that if you put it into something, you can get it back, but it's never really talked about. It's not something that's discussed. You well, heard- this is the thing that I see when you were talking about what does it look like, you know, um, to you when you were asking if it was expansive and does it get bigger? And I said, well, it gets bigger while it's smaller, even to the way I see it now. Yeah. Talking about this magic thing. Because it's like, if you can only see it from inside of it, it that's what I mean by like three-dimensional. That's thing. not at all what it looks like if you can only see from inside. And that's what I'm saying, because like, it, like to call like reverse alchemy, even if you break it down where it's almost like that reverse energy sucking out, it still goes somewhere and you can see it somewhere else. Even right. I'm assigning the linearity to it. Yeah. That's all. It's my choice to do that. I can see it both ways. I understand. It's like a DC motor. It can also be a generator. All right. Anyway, moving on. Well, it'll pop out. It, it'll, it'll expand at some point. And mm-hmm. this is what I think is happening with these quote-unquote shifts. We're talking about the same thing. It's just some of it hasn't become like visually evident to people. And I think that sometimes the, the tendency might be to talk about it energetically the same way. Wait, ships, ships or shifts? And once it is open to itself, it actually becomes multiplied. And it was there the whole time. And what you did was kind of create more energy. I th- and I think that we're going to be able to prove that soon. And I, well, think that I, I didn't do that. I mean, it was in the TV show. And I agree. Yeah, I, know. I think the it net effect of the sawdust and all that work and energy and the intent, you know, his hands got screwed up. And this professor was said, I'll help you do that, but you got to do this for me. So he did all that under the guise of something else. So, I mean, there's all this built-up energy that's put into this rasping of this table down to solder. I understand what happened. You know, I just thought it was interesting because it's an aspect of, of magic that's never really touched upon, even in media, the deconstruction of it. It's always, at, it's always projection. Well, but I, I mean, it's valid though, too. Like even how you're saying it though, because it's it's also up to the power of suggestion. It sounds like this was a person that was receiving a dogma from somebody that's saying, now this is what happens when you do this. And the thing is that we've been so programmed and indoctrinated to accept mm-hmm. these things from the authoritative figures telling us how magic goes, like you're saying, or mm-hmm. how this works when things are already so sigiled that if somebody that like knows more than you, that's seeing it from that greater perspective, like I was talking about, that sees how the energy is still there, you literally go in there and usurp it and pull it right out of you. That's exactly what we're talking about the whole day. Mm-hmm. That's why I was talking about it's happening to people with YouTube or the algorithm and how it like comes in there because of end user license agreement. I would the say energy, it's happened to anyone with an iPhone. Anything. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, I'm just using it as an example because we talked about it so much in this call. And even before we got on, it was the first thing you guys brought up to me was, you know, the YouTube thing too. And so I'm just saying that it's one of those things that people haven't talked about because I don't think they can see it. And a lot of times the people that can see it by explaining it to you differently and telling you, well, no, actually you just broke it down when you do it that way. It makes it real easy for them to go in there and hijack and collect the current in between, which is actually how the capitalization model works on people with their name and how they're taxed and it literally looks like you know a pump like pulling things out of people and it works the same way with this magic that you're talking so 
if we talk about something energetically, the same way that we're seeing it with physical eyes, we're hijacking half of the products to somebody else right there. And, and that's all I'm saying. It's just like, it's, I think we're being challenged right now to just ask the question a little bit differently because everywhere in this, it's really just a question of how are we attaching our belief to this? And everywhere that you find that you're taking an expectation that of what somebody told you. I just happened. was talking to someone about this. See, now you're doing it to me. <laughs> this is, we're just reminding each other. Okay. We're reminding each other. We're this just is awesome. The base of it is. And now you know where the candida the candidas i was saying i was <laughs> muted you didn't hear me everything this is what we're talking about maybe so it's the hive it. mind maybe the candida is the ai that everyone's talking about uh, i mean it's all everything everything is everything it's just here's how you actually scale some of this off of you mm -hmm. you're having those weeks where like nisha and i were saying like last week i was like fuck i was tired i was in pain i was like titanium in me and it's like this pyramid thing's happening it's like i'm being like called up being cooked in my bed, you know, and it's like, what can I do? Well, I'm glad that I can be here, but I'm not like punching the time clock, like ramming my head into the wall, you know, and like trying to get somewhere and being angry and being taxed to death that way. I've gone through that different ways. Now I'm able to do things here from home, kind of deal with stuff like that because how I've groomed this. And so I kind of feel like the more people can clip off the things that allow them to take that time out when they need it, these answers that are like, you guys are like, wow, you're saying this stuff, it's gonna come to you. And I'm just prompting that and it's my intention to only send healing. And it's just like I was telling Mish, it's gonna come to you in a way that you can handle. And you have to focus on how you're feeling and you'll start noticing that the more that you clean up your stomach and start working on things like a candida cleanse, that's a real good thing to do for a lot of people right now. You'll start to remember things differently, and it's going to be like you have an alternate sense on what's going on. And I know you've got that going on, Jerry, because half the things you're telling me are like things that just happened these past couple of days with me that are like revelations that I'm writing about and talking about. So it really talks about that hive mind, too, how there's also a like particle attraction. Some of us that right now that have just programmed right now, we can do it right now. That with our minds, we've set our intention together as a group in this hive, that we are operating on a divine intelligence that operates in self-love within a safety model for all with non-interference. And if we can do that right now, you're going to be good. You're going to know that you've already taken a practical step. You already know, hey, even if I feel like my digestion's good, maybe I should just go talk to the herbalist at Whole Foods or whoever and say, I do if I was looking at just cleaning up my digestion. They have you know, herbalists at Whole Foods. And just and I'm not huge on Whole Foods either. I I you know I use natural grocers out here in Colorado, but I'm thinking mm. of places where everybody can order. Look on Amazon, look at places, look for something for your stomach. And just take a little step right now. And if you start feeling weird about anything, you, know, you can always just tell yourself a simple thing. Okay. If somebody gives you a fucking gift that you don't want, like punch in the face, okay, but you knew five seconds before you could move out of the way, right? You don't have to receive that gift. A lot of times in your energy, you're going to be around people who you're going to feel frenetic, especially when it's starting, like all these weird energy shifts are going on. You start feeling that, especially in your stomach, 
or around certain people, here's a simple little hack you can do. Your left hand right here, thumb right there, and just close your finger, gentle, like, like a fist with the thumb inside. And all you're doing is covering the received terminal of your heart chakra that's in your hand that picks up a lot of stuff. Even just being around psychic vampire asshole douchebags or like bad bosses or like creepy people or like in a weird place where you just don't feel good in a moment and you're not sure why. Just right here, it's like your heart chakra saying, you know what, that's not my gift. And so there are things that you can do right now in a second that will help you get through this. If you can do that and work on just healing the stomach and not eating on like bad or negative emotions, it's amazing how quickly things will change and where you'll get real clear about this stuff. You'll be like, where did this stuff come from? Well, it's your body showing you your own yoga and union where you have a supercomputer inside of you that now can heal itself better because it's not just deleting stuff left and right because Monsanto is like programming you somewhere else. So if it's in your mind and in your will to just be healed, all you have to do is these little simple things and there's power in groups of people that are sigiled into the same kind of energy like this, just the fact that you landed on this radio station here and you're with these wonderful people and on this awesome program, Nox Mente, that I'm very honored to be here with. We're honored to have you here. And I like that sigiled with term. I'm going to have. And we're holding that energy presence here. Absolutely. Presence. So it doesn't matter what time you saw this, you're going to be at right. places like never go on YouTube anymore. It's, work out it's a quantum me. broadcast we send out. Quantum broadcast. Quantum yeah. broadcast of love. <laughs> love, we're like transmitting that in high def for you. And you have been healed if you decide to. And that's my feeling. That's my walk of faith. No, it's not a belief system. No, I'm not selling you anything. I'm not shilling anything. I'm just somebody that was crazy enough to not stay dead. No way, man. You're <laughs> Illuminati. You're the Illuminati. <laughs> Right. awesome that's thank a good you. place to actually wrap it up it is and, <laughs> Jacob, thank you so much for joining us tonight it's been a pleasure um i put all your links into the description of the video if you have some more um that you think of or something else you'd like me to link please let me know i will amend it and uh i'll link you on steam it and thank you Thanks. So Artoflove.me. That's my main site. I haven't been updating it too much. I'm actually going to turn it into a Steam It thing soon. I was thinking about doing something cool with it, but if anybody's interested in private reading, it's something I do. If you click on services at artoflove.me, um, it'll talk to you a little bit about how I do them, what my specialties are, and you can read about things that people have said about working with me. So I'm always open to that. And I am an ordained minister. We're pleased to be I pray for people and I do different kinds of energy work. So please feel free to reach out if there's something I can do. I uh, prioritize for sure. Right, great. Thank you. Thank All you right. so much, Jacob. Thank you, listeners and future listeners and quantum listeners. And be sure to tune in next week when our guest will be the infamous Gordon White. So everyone have a great night. Talk to you later. Thank you, everyone, for showing up.